Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Cordimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, David Crockett. Coming to you from the DTOM studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Makers Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. And I am your host. Don Q, how's everybody doing out there today? It is August 24th, 2022. Uh, I'm going to get very radio-like on you. How's it going out there? PCGC on the mic. <laughs> All right, guys, it's Wednesday. How's everybody doing out there? It's hump day. Oh, boy, he's getting to humping on. Let's do this. Let's go. Let's go. All right, a little fired up today. Um, <clears throat> not going to give you the uh, the pissed-off uh, Don from Monday. Um, three days back from vacation at work, so I've kind of gotten back in the mix, so to speak, and uh, it is what it is, right? Anyway, all right, so on Monday, we discussed, uh, you know, I said I was going to bring you a short show on Monday, and it was an hour long, because, you know, it's what I do, so (laughs) when I say I'm going to bring you a short show, it's probably going to be at least an hour, so with that being said, I'm going to bring you a short show. Um, on Monday, we discussed a couple of things we discussed after I got over my rant of laziness in this country um, and the disrespect that we have in this country for one another. Nonetheless, I, uh, excuse me, I gotta, Mike, there we go. Um, we discussed two things. We discussed the, uh, the, the judge in the Trump situation, the Mar-a-Lago, uh, not letting the DOJ seal the warrant, whatever, so... That's that obvious story is still building, still developing. So I'm not going to worry about that today. Uh, we did touch on Executive Order 14067, if you guys recall. So, um, as you recall, when I talked about this on on uh, Monday, this was a bill, or it wasn't a bill, it was a executive order signed on March 9th of 2022. So, why? haven't we heard about this more and more importantly why isn't anybody talking about it you know so what else is going what was going what else I'm sorry blah, 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 what else was going on on that particular day like you know I listen to other podcasts um, I don't listen to a shit ton of other podcasts I listen to maybe two three maybe four if I'm if I'm bored and have the time um and the couple of ones that I listen to are very, very much anti 
Biden, anti-regime, anti, um, I don't want to say anti-government, but they're anti-bullshit, I guess is a good word to put. Um, and even those guys aren't talking about this executive order. And I can't help to ask, but why? Why isn't, why am I, you know, me and Chris kind of stumbled upon this, or I should say Chris did, and he passed it to me, and then I done some more research on it. And, you know, if you guys recall, if, you, if you're if you a long-time listener of the show, we basically started this show just prior to uh, inauguration of, of Joseph R. McGillicuddy. And um, on inauguration day, I think we did a show. It was either that day or the day after. I can't recall offhand. But nonetheless, um, I mean, we literally just started the show probably that week, week before. I can't, I can't remember the exact day we started the show, but it was early January of uh, 21. And um, we talked about all the executive orders that he was signing within the first hour of him be, becoming president where he was, you know, sworn in. And, um, this bill, I mean, this, I keep calling it a bill. It's not a bill. This executive order was more recently signed. This was March 9th of this year. But, um, other than your quote unquote conspiracy theorists, people that would be labeled conspiracy theorists, no one's talking about it. And why doesn't this catch the ire of Jack Posobiec and, um, you know, Tucker Carlson and Bongino and uh, Hannity, you know, these people that are more, you know, opinionated commentators. But, you know, with that being said, I'm going to just leave it up to little PCGC here and uh, executive producer Christopher J. McGillicuddy to, uh, to bring you guys to light as to what this is. Okay, so first off, what what happened on March 9th that would have steered our attention away from this event okay so doing research what happened on march 9 2022 right okay i can tell you it was a uh it was a uh a wednesday march 9th was a wednesday okay so this particular website i'm on is wincalendar.com so uh, basically it just gives you a couple of tweets. It's the top tweets on March 9th. So I don't know what this is. Do you sit in a chair? I don't know what that is. Some, I don't know if that's basketball or what, maybe soccer. I have no idea. Um, then this is, uh, welcome back. K mag, uh, something about driving Schumacher by, I don't know. That's formula one. Uh, this is Adam Sheffer's tweet. Colts are trading Carson Wentz to Washington for package, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure that didn't detract the nation's attention. So let's uh, let's go down to the the news articles, and this is about ten different news articles. And you tell me what you think would have steered the nation's attention. And think back to March. Think back to late February, early March. What was going on in the world? Not necessarily just this country, but in the world. So as I read these, you'll you'll understand a little more, okay? So I'm going to go through a couple of the the ones that I don't think have anything to do with diverting our attention from this uh, executive order being signed. So Guy Riffitt, first J6 rioter to go on trial, found guilty on all counts. 
realistically not found guilty. He pleaded guilty because once I've said this a couple of times on different shows that a lot of these people being arrested and being tried for J6 situations were convinced to plead guilty by their lawyers because they really don't have the money. These aren't wealthy people to, you know, fight court cases. So they're being told by their, uh, by their, uh, fucking lawyer guy there to just plead guilty. Ah, excuse me. I take a sip of my dirty Mike Collins. All right. All right. Uh, let's see. What is this one? Patient who received genetically modified pig heart in ground bank breaking transplant surgery dies. <laughs> that was it. That was probably the story that got everyone's attention off. No, probably not. Let's see. Star Wars, Obi-Wan, Kenobi, first look photos, blah, blah, blah. James Madison versus number 10 Tennessee in baseball. I don't think anyone gave a shit about that because who were those guys? Oh. A <laughs> rescue team. Uh, let's see. A rescue team evacuates premature American twins from Kiev in a daring mission. Okay. Probably not that particular story, but you see it was in Kiev, so there's there's a there's a point. Uh, let's see. Ernest Shackleton's ship Endurance, lost in 1915, is found in Antarctica. The aliens returned it. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, Kelly Clarkson settles divorce. I don't think that is it. All right, so there's three other stories. And these three stories kind of go in line with the American twins from Kiev, Kiev, whatever. Um being uh, rescued. So you have McDonald's, Coke, Pepsi, Starbucks uh, join a corporate exodus from Russia. Well, why did they do that, right? Uh, Poland ready to place all its MiG-29 jets at the disposal of the U.S. Well, why would they be doing that? Well, it's because Russia was shelling the shit out of Maripol and destroys a children's hospital. So that's what was going on in the world. If you recall, late February, early March, you turn on the news. I don't care what news you watch. Local, national, you know, your local Fox, ABC, CBS, NBC, you know, your local cable news, whatever you got. Um, if you're watching national news, you're watching Fox, CNN, CSNBC, NBC, you know, whatever you watch. Whatever you watch. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Who cares? What, would, what was dominating the news? Ukraine, Russia. Right? When did that start? Late February, February 22nd, 3rd, 4th, somewhere around there. So, this was probably the second or third week into the the Russian invasion of Ukraine, or whatever the fuck they want to call it. So, yeah. No one was talking about anything else. So, it was easy to slip this one by. So... I found, I found a little something-something here, so we're going to go ahead and read this, so bear with me. Where were you on March 9th, 2022, when President Biden signed the death warrant on American freedom? On that day, in a hush ceremony at the White House, without the approval of Congress, the states, or you, the American people, Biden signed into law Executive Order 14067. Buried in his order are a few paragraphs titled Section 4. The language in Section 4 makes Order 14067 the most treacherous act by a sitting president in the history of our republic because Section 4 sets the stage for legal government surveillance of all U.S. citizens. Total control 
over your bank accounts and purchases, and the ability to silence all dissenting voices for good. In this new war on freedom, the Democrats aren't coming for your guns. No, they're thinking much bigger. They're coming for your money. Because really, what, what is the old adage? Money makes the world go round. Can't buy guns without money. Can't buy anything without money. And, um, you know, Chris and I <laughs> is crazy. When we first started this, this podcast, and Chris was here on all the shows when we first started. So January to, from January of 21 to August of 21, Chris was on the show. Every day that we did a show, he was here. Or we did Skype, whatever it was. But we did, what, two, three shows a week, roughly, and he was here. And and I'll be honest with you, he, I was more of a, here's the news, let's talk about these events, Right. And Chris was more along the lines, and still is. I mean, he's still involved in the show, very much so. But his, he goes in another direction. And when we first started doing the show, and I mean, me and Chris have been friends for a little while, and we've had these types of conversations prior to us ever doing this podcast. I would say for probably a damn near solid year, we used to have conversations on a daily basis around whatever subjects and that's what kind of created us to do this um podcast but um (laughs) i'll be honest with you when we started when we first started doing this show if you go back and listen to some of our early shows especially february like the first month january into early february of last year of, of 21 we ain't no shit about what we were doing we we knew what we were talking about we had our subject matter fine but as far as the podcasting aspect, the the audio, the uh, soundboard, the you know, if you recall, if you listen to some of those old ones, it's like, hey, sir, um, blah, 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 blah. or I'm like, hey, how's it going out there? You know, we sound like we we're talking on fucking tin can. We've since then have been able to dial in um, the the audio, the the sounds, the being able to use the computer better when it comes to playing clips and videos and whatever. Um, but if you, if you go back to mid February of last year of 21 and listen to some of our shows and it's my fault and I'll be honest with you because not knowing much and I didn't really listen to a bunch of podcasts, we didn't label them very well. I'll be honest with you. So you'll see D Tom show episode five, six, seven, eight, you know, and I would, t- I told Chris, I said, you know, we got to get better at taking notes, you know, cause literally we would come in and just riff you know, on whatever, whatever the topic was. And, uh, you know, looking at other watching or listening to other podcasts, I used to say, you know, well, you know, this podcast, so-and-so is doing a podcast and they say, they might say this is episode 200. Um, and we're talking about executive order 14067, for example. Um, I'm posting episode 10, (laughs) episode six. And people are like, what the fuck's this about? Because we didn't really know, you know, um, but with that being said, if you go back to some of our older shows and Chris used to say some pretty, what I used to think was pretty crazy stuff. Now, some of y'all might listen to that and be like, no, he was right. And I'll say this about that. He was, and Chris was more right about things that he said that I, I, you can ask him or, you know, if you want to tweet at, at him on, uh, D Tom underscore 1775, 
I would when he would say some stuff, I'd look at him and like, what the fuck, you know, and and I would kind of go with it because it's a show, and I'm not, you know, we're, we disagree about some things, but you know, I try to be on board with a lot of what he's saying because, like I said, he's more right than he's wrong. And we did a show April uh, April fifth of twenty one called Social Credit Score. Now, if you haven't heard that show, if you're relatively new to this show and you haven't really gone back into the archives and listened to old shows. I implore you to go back and listen to the April 5th, 2021 show. It was called Social Credit Score. Now, in that show, um, we talked about social credit. So there is a show, Black Mirror. I can't recall the episode and everything, but it's it, we talk about it in that podcast. So like I said, um, it was about social credit scores. So in this version, it, it was based in America. The... Basically, the, the premise of the story was you had people who were on, it wasn't Facebook, but it was like Facebook, and you uh, got points for doing good deeds, you lost points for doing bad deeds, and your your uh, your basis in society was based on your social credit score. So if you had a low credit uh, social credit score, you... Worked in fast food. If you had a medium social credit score, you might have had a little bit better job. If you had a high credit score, uh, social credit score, then you were like an elite, so to speak. And, uh, you know, it's a TV show. And since Chris and I have been hanging out, and especially since we've been doing this show, I've come to find out that just because it's a TV show or just because it's a movie doesn't mean that those things... I've come to, to believe... In the, in the situation that maybe a lot of these shows, movies are put in front of the American people, and I'm sure it's just not in America, it probably happens in all, the, all countries, because this agenda isn't an American thing, this is the Great Reset, this is the NWO, this is this has nothing to do necessarily with Joe Biden, this, like I've said this a hundred times, he's a puppet, He he has nothing to do with this other than what he's doing it's not his thinking he's just having to sign the paperwork so to speak so i'm sure it's the same in other countries as far as programming and i mean they're tv programs they're not tv shows anymore they're programs because they're programming you um and i ref i refer back to demolition man a lot because i i i like the movie number one but <laughs> what was that movie 20 something years ago oh it's crazy could you imagine <laughs> yeah because we're almost there so, you know, the predictions, you know, <laughs> that we talk about are disturbing, to say the least. Um, you know, and, and it's, I feel, I mean, it's, it, we're not a big program. We're not a big podcast. We've got a decent amount of followers. It's something for me to do a couple of days a week. I've got time. Today's Wednesday. You know, I'm done work. I'm... I've showered, I've eaten, I've got a load of laundry going because I'm a regular old dude, you know, full-time job, part-time podcast, right? And I uh, figured, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and crack the mic open and let's, let's talk about this. But I believe that it's my duty, it's our duty here on this show, don't tread on America, right? And, um, you know, this is what we believe Section 4 of Biden's order means for all of us. Um, basically, what it boils down to is this. The U.S. dollar will be made obsolete. And possibly 
soon your cash will be confiscated or at least be worthless paper. I don't know that they're going to confiscate it so much because at least cash you have on hand. Now, if you have money in the bank, that could be a different story. That could get erased or transferred into this digital currency. The cash currency we have now will be replaced with a program, a programmable digital token. And it, I think it'll probably be more in, in terms of a like a debit card, credit card, or possibly even further into the future, maybe not too far into the future. When I say further into the future, I'm not talking like 2050. I'm talking like within the next couple of years, you're going to see the RFID chips and stuff like that. They already have this technology. This isn't like me kind of crystal balling you. They, Amazon One, look it up. It's a real thing. Okay, I'm not making that shit up. That's real. You can, usually I'll tell you to go on DuckDuckGo and look up stuff. Go on Google and, and Google <laughs> Amazon One. Tell me what you find. And, um, you know, the truth is few people outside the deep state recognize Biden's move for what it really is. And the reason that is is because no one outside the deep state really even knows about it. You know, if our predictions are correct, this is so much sinister than simply replacing cash, um, you know, with a new digital, uh, digitalized version. Because the way this is going to be presented to us, and I'm not saying the American people, I'm not saying you guys, it's all of us, is it's going to be based on convenience and uh, cleanliness, or, you know what I'm saying? And I, and I said this on Monday that, They've been priming us for this moment for a long time. This isn't... When, when we talk about the Great Reset, the NWO, the, the powers that be, they don't do anything instant. It's, they, they ease you into it. Excuse me. <laughs> they ease you into it because I have to drink because I'm talking so much, right? <laughs> I'm so passionate right now. Um, because if, if they did it like that, it would be obvious. Okay. So they have to make it look like they're progressing, right? This is progress where this is us moving forward. So I, I can't imagine that many people that are listening to this were alive back in the forties. Okay. So, but if you know a little bit about history back in the forties, Prior to, I don't know the exact date as to when the credit cards were first um, sold to the American people. Probably, I would, if I had to guess, it was probably late 60s, early 70s. And they probably became more mainstream into the late 70s, early 80s into, into today. Because pretty much everyone has a credit card, right? Of some sort. Even if you got shitty credit, you probably have a credit card. Um. The crazy thing about credit cards is <laughs> the more you are, the better you, the more you have, the better your credit is, as long as you don't jack them up, you know. But nonetheless, um, you know, back in the 40s, 50s, you paid for cash. I mean, you might have had a line of credit, so to speak, at the local hardware store or something like that, but that was because you knew Joe, the, the hardware guy, and I needed to buy a, a hammer and, you know, some stuff to fix the house and... You know, you did a line of credit, credit and you paid it out at the end of the week or whatever the case may be. But they introduced these credit cards. And if you recall, I mean, even when I was a kid, you know, and growing up in the 80s, 
uh, we would go to, you know, to the mall or whatever. And I remember my grandparents, you know, we'd pay, buy clothes or whatever. They'd get the credit card out. And it wasn't like it is nowadays where you just swipe the card or you touch the card or whatever the case may be. What did they do? You remember? They had a little slide McGillicuddy. Put the card down, put the little carbon receipt tape thing and right that was your credit card purchase um so as time progressed it became more digitalized and and in i would say the late 80s probably more the eh, probably early 90s early to mid 90s is when they introduced debit cards then it was like having a mastercard or visa or whatever but Instead of, instead of it being credit, it just came out of your, your bank account. Once again, easy. Don't have to write a check. And um, for years, you would still, as people were getting used to debit cards, you still had a ton of people. I was at the grocery store today, and it was tripping me out because there's a lady writing a damn check. I'm like, really? Who the fuck writes a check anymore? Really? It, and that's me being ignorant to the fact that she's writing a check. She was an older lady. That's probably what she's used to doing. Uh, maybe, maybe she's the smart one in this whole situation. But, uh, and then here I go after she pays and leaves and I, my stuff gets rung up. What do I do? I whip out my phone and pay for it like that. I don't even pull out my wallet. And there's a difference right there. Not that I'm a young person by any stretch of the imagination. This lady was probably 20 or so years older than me, if I had to guess. Um... I guess my point being is you could see right then how the progression of technology between two people. And this step here will be one more thing to make that easier. Because if you work a job and you get a paycheck every week or every other week, whatever the case may be, you, you don't think anything about using your debit card or your phone or whatever the case may be because the money's there. See, um... <clears throat> The problem with this is if, if you have whatever you have in your bank account, whether it's your savings account, your checking account, whatever the case may be, and that money gets erased in a sense that it, I don't believe that it's going to be erased like, okay, if you got $5,000 in your bank account, you're not going to wake up tomorrow morning and that money's gone. I think what they mean by that is when they say replacing the cash. That means if you go to your bank and you want to get $1,000 out, you can't. That money, that cash option is no longer available. It's all digitalized. You're going to have to use your card. You have no option. So why would that be? Well, that would be because every digital dollar would be programmed by the government. So even though that's your money, you earned it working your job, unless you, like I said, let's say you got five grand in the bank and you want to go buy a gun, whatever brand, whatever caliber, whatever, it doesn't matter. Now your debit card doesn't work, but you could go to the grocery store and buy some food and it works, but it didn't just work. Why is it working now? Well, because you're allowed to eat some food. We don't want you to have that gun. We don't want you to have that uh, the, that ammo. We don't want you to donate to that political candidate. We don't want you to buy that car. Um, 
you know, Chris made a point the other day. We were talking, you know, you know, in addition to like a carbon tax or a mileage tax or a gas tax, you know, uh, well, you're allotted X amount of gallons a week of gas and you've, you know, you've exceeded that limit. So you can't get any gas. Well, I got to get to work. Well, tough shit. It's almost where they'll try to force you into doing certain things. So, you know, basically what it means is your money would be turned off at will. And not only that, they'll be able to track and record every purchase you make, which they're already doing now. That's nothing. <laughs> I would imagine that now that they have the militarized zone of the uh, branch of the uh, IRS, they're tracking and recording. Guarantee you, if you use your credit card or a debit card to purchase certain items, if you go to the gun shop and buy whatever, if you, you know, there's plenty of sites online where you can buy ammunition. I've bought ammunition. You use your credit card. Well, there's a record of that. You know, even to the point where, so back in 1934, I think it was, where they forced American people to turn their gold in to the government. So if you had, you know, 10 ounces of gold, you had, I mean, they paid you for it. They didn't confiscate it, but you still had to turn it over. And the, uh, it could end up being a similar situation, like a way to combat this would be to maybe have gold or silver on hand. Well, the problem with that is, and you see the commercials on TV every day. Oh, go to Lear Capital, go to this whatever, go to this one and buy gold, buy gold, buy silver. Buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it. And I've told you guys, and you've probably heard it on other podcasts, to buy physical gold and silver. So if you if you call any of these places that sell gold and silver, um, some of them, and I, I don't know who, because I don't buy anything through these people. I'm just riffing here. But you've heard the difference between physical and, I don't know the term, but like a credit gold. So let's say you go to whatever brand, whatever company, and buy 10 ounces of gold. But it's a, it's a, uh, it's like a, a certificate. Here's a certificate saying you own 10 ounces of gold through us. Okay, well, what good is that certificate if everything gets wiped out, right? But even furthermore, to the point where you call one of the other uh, gold places, whatever, and buy 10 ounces of gold, but it's physical gold and it gets shipped to you, but then there's a record of that gold being purchased. Okay, I called Lear Capital and bought 10 ounces of gold. It'll be here in two weeks, whatever. Okay, well, you used your credit card or debit or, you know, however you paid for it. It would have to be a credit or a debit card. I would assume if you did it online, there's record of that, right? I guess basically what I'm getting at is if you choose to buy gold and silver and you have the cash to do so, go to your local you know, flea market. No, I'm joking. I've, I've talked about this before on shows like where I live, there's a, and I'm sure I'm not saying I'm special. I don't live in any big city. So I would assume most mid range towns, small cities, whatever you want to call them have, you have golden coin stores, you have pawn shops, right? And it's not even so much as buying gold bars or silver bars, but maybe gold coins or silver coins you know buy those things 
And I'll say this also, know what you're buying, know what the cost per ounce is of, of whatever mineral you're buying. And I'm not saying go out and buy this shit. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if you are going to do these things to try and combat what this is and you have the cash, pay cash because that way it's not as traceable. If I went up to my local coin store with the, you know, hundred bucks, a thousand bucks, whatever, and wanted to buy a thousand dollars in silver coins and I'm paying you cash money, there's no record of that. Whereas if I go on to one of the golden websites, whatever, and I, I would have to use at least a debit card, there's transaction. So anyway, <laughs> let me keep let me keep going here. Um so you know, and this is totally different than crypto. Like we hear, uh, what's this shit? Uh, the cryptocurrency is it? I can't think. Anyway, it's not. It's not like that. It's not the uh, Dogecoin and the the uh, whatever. I can't think of the fuck it's called. I'm drawing a blank right now. But anyway, um, <laughs> it's just you know the digital dollar means. And 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 the funny thing is, is it doesn't even. You, you'll hear people talk about this maybe one day soon because um, it seems like with my podcast, with this podcast being so small, we we touch on some interesting topics and then within a week, bigger, not mainstream, huge podcast, but bigger podcast will start talking about the same thing, ironically enough. And then maybe another bigger than them podcast will start talking. It's like it matriculates and, and here's old... D Tom show sitting here not getting any of the fucking credit. But anyway, you'll hear, depending on what type of podcast you listen to, I would assume if you're listening to this, it'll be a right wing, a more of a libertarian uh, angle. But you'll hear Democrats, you know, will be able to punish any contribution purchase or even social media comment they don't like. Well, this isn't necessarily a Democrat thing. This is a deep state NWO uh, world order. Uh, WEF, World Economic Forum, this isn't Democrats. Yeah, Joe Biden's the president, but there's just as many rhinos right there. Okay? So this isn't a Democrat thing. This works both ways, depending on who's in power. But the key here is punish any contribution. So if, you, if you're if you a Republican, you're, you're going to contribute to uh, Trump or DeSantis or whoever. And they don't like that because a lot of times, if you're a contributor to any of these political parties and, and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about you'll get a shit ton of emails wanting you to to contribute to their campaign well if you get that on your phone your computer whatever have you check your emails how are you going to pay how are you going to donate ten dollars or twenty dollars a hundred dollars whatever you can use your credit card or your debit card right so there's a transaction of doing that okay um, same thing with purchases. If you use credit debit, it's tracked. Well, with this new digital currency, you're going to have to use your card because there is no cash. There is no running to the ATM and getting 100 bucks out to donate it to wherever. And forget about social media. They're already doing that now. The difference is now... You say something bad on so on uh, Facebook, and you might get a warning, or you might get thrown in Facebook jail, right? 
If you're on Twitter, you might get kicked off of Twitter. This is going to be different. This will be a situation if you have money in the bank and you say the wrong thing. Will you lose money? Will they give you a demerit? Will you lose a social credit point? You know, and this isn't something that's, year. like I said earlier, this isn't something that's years away. This is this is implementing. This uh, executive order, as I read it to you guys on Monday, was, uh, I don't have it in front of me, but if I recall, the, the, the uh, beginning of researching into crypto, okay? But, um, you know, these trials are underway. That's what that executive order part of that was. Now, the section four aspect of what I just read was the, the confiscation and the, the spying on the citizens. And realistically, pretty much since the Patriot Act, they've been doing these things anyway. And like I said, this isn't an American thing. Um, you know, more than half the countries in the world and almost 90% of central banks are testing or exploring this digital currency right now. Um, you know, and it, basically what it boils down to is not a question of will the U.S. implement it, it's when. And uh, I, I'm going to give you two examples as to why this, even with this executive order, this isn't new. Um, so I've got, there was two different projects. Like I said, I start doing research and these things pop up and then you got to dig deeper and then you're like, holy fuck, what did I get myself into? Okay. Project Hamilton. What is Project Hamilton? Well, basically that's Bitcoin. That was the, that's the word I was looking for earlier. Bitcoin, digital currency, right? <laughs> Bitcoin, Bitcoin's evil brother. Bitcoin's nemesis, Project Hamilton's CBDC. Okay, so before I read on, what is CBDC? I don't know. That is Central Bank Digital Currency. Just to let you know. So in this article, this is... Sometimes you have to find funky articles from funky places. And uh, this is one of them, but we're going to read it. Alex Jones was right. How many times have we had to type that? Almost as many times as the Fed is printing money out of thin air. But the digital currency which will control our lives is not Bitcoin. Cyprin warns us about a new project the Federal Reserve is working on. The Federal Reserve Bank of Boston, or the Boston Fed, is working with MIT on a new project called Project Hamilton. If you know your history or read the Patriot Report then the name Hamilton should alarm you. Yes, the project was absolutely partly named after the central bank advocate, Alexander Hamilton. If you don't know why this is a scarlet flag, I'll, I'll pull some ex ex excerpts from the uh, Patriot, uh, Patriot Report for your edge. I'm sorry, there's a freaking article right here in front of this, so I'm trying to catch the letters <laughs> for your education so you can understand this Hamilton guy better. Article 1, Section 8, the Constitution says only Congress shall have the authority to, to coin and regulate the value of money, but the Constitution's verbiage is constantly up to interpretation. Here's how Hamilton interpreted the section of the Constitution on uh, February 23rd of 1791. 
To deny the government of the United States has sovereign power as to declare purposes and trust because its power does not extend to all cases would be equally to deny that the state governments have sovereign power in any cases because their power does not extend to every case. My interpretation of Hamilton's argument is that he draws a false equivalence between the power of states and the power of federal government because is the federal government in his argument which can impose authority over the states which remove all states' sovereignty, not even partially. Any imposition of authority over another entity is the destruction of all of its sovereignty. Now let's look at Hamilton's view, viewed um, the rank uh, and file of his time. <clears throat> no society could succeed which not unite the interest and credit of rich individuals who those of the states. All communities divide themselves into few and the many. The first are rich and well-born. The other are mass of people. The people are turbulent and changing. They seldom judge or determine right. Basically, he's calling, calling us a bunch of fucking idiots. Oh, okay, let me. I guess I should read on. <laughs> Hamilton basically believed that people couldn't be trusted to manage their own money. Therefore, a centralized authority deserved to serve as their money masters. I would argue that without the ability to, to fail, one might never learn the lessons which give them priceless experience. Hopefully, you understand why naming the project after Hamilton is alarming. Here's another scarlet flag Niha Narula. She is the director of Digital Currency Initiative at MIT Media Lab and the head of the project of Project Hamilton. So uh, what's so alarming about this? Only the fact that she sits on the WEF's Global Blockchain Council. The WEF issued a volume titled COVID-19, The Great Reset, which um, did discuss the fate of the U.S. dollar. And here they state, there are attempts to launch national digital currencies that may eventually dethrone the U.S. dollar um, supremacy. So what is CBDC? Project Hamilton is Research Transaction Processing System. This Bitcoin-like CBDC is a digital dollar and stable coin. Uh, by definition, a stable coin is backed by a reserved asset I'm not sure what the reserve asset of this dollar would be backed by, but if it had, if I had to take a guess, I would say it's backed by human resources, basically the bodies of you and me. Yeah. Project Hamilton is a transaction processor model to uh, effectuate transfers, which was uh, Satoshi's vision for Bitcoin. Uh, this thing brags the ability to handle 100,000 transactions per second. So this is sim similar to these, um, not like a PayPal or uh, Stripe or those type of things where they can tran do transactions quickly. Uh, Cypern supports that even Bitcoin had gigantic block seizes that would be able to handle 1,000 transactions per second. Um, yeah, second. So, you know, what's the conspiracy theory behind Project Hamilton? One main difference between Bitcoin and Hamilton is Hamilton does not use blockchain technology. This means no proof of work, which means climate change, social justice warriors can't complain about it. Also, blockchain technology is slow, which is why Hamilton can process 100,000 transactions per second. 
But blockchain enables a system where you have no central authority. Obviously, a centralized bank cannot be centralized without the decentralization of technology. Without blockchain, this also means that the system is not keeping details about your transaction. This will boast um, of this positive under the guise of privacy, but also means that if um, you will not be able to audit the system. So this was actually something that was started back in 2006, Project Hamilton. So uh, oddly enough, one of the purveyors of this project was a unknown to me, really, I never really heard of his name until he was running for president, uh, senator out of Illinois, uh, Mr. Uh, Barack Insane Obama. In insane? Eh, fuck it, that sounds right. Um, and he praised this. Realistically, if if we weren't dumb, I'm going to say it, as a as a nation and didn't have our heads in the sand, I guess in 06, you know, internet was still relatively new, but um, we should have seen what was coming. We should have seen what was coming. But, you know, the... The thing about Project Hamilton, obviously, is with it not being, shit, um, <laughs> sorry, with it not being the blockchain, if you recall the video I played on Monday, the, the lady from the WEF was talking about blockchain. So it's something they have to be able to control, right? So that brings us to Project Lithium. And realistically, just in the name alone, should, should <laughs> raise bigger alarms than Project Hamilton in my opinion but nonetheless the the DTCC Depository Trust and Clearing Corporation is a key part of the infrastructure of the US capital markets markets the largest provider of clearing and settlement services for securities transactions last week the DTCC announced Project Lithium a plan to build on a prototype system for exchanging central bank digital currency and tokenized assets on a dis, uh, distributed ledger. Now this was back in April. So in March of 22, he signed executive order 14067. In April, the DTCC announced Project Lithium. So you understand the timeline. 06, Project Hamilton, Barack Obama, involved in that situation two years later becomes president with vice president biden kind of see see how this is going let me, let me paint a picture for you so 08 to 16 you had obama president vice president biden Sec secretary of state hillary clinton what was supposed to happen in 16 uh well, in 06, who was president at the time, right? Bush. Bush Jr., right? Little Bush. So you got to understand the, the players in the game, okay? And when I say, when I was reading earlier about Dems can control whatever, blah, 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 it's not a Democrat-Republican thing. It has nothing to do with your party, okay? That, that really means shit anymore. Um... It's the Uniparty, it's the Deep State, it's the NWO, it's the <laughs> the what? I don't know. What else do we want to call them? Um, you had Bush as president, 06. You had a unknown 
little little known unless you were in Illinois, uh, Senator Obama pushing Project Hamilton. So that project has been rolling for 16 years. So Bush's term is up in 08. Obama comes in. Biden's vice president. Hillary Clinton's secretary of state. Eight years later, who's supposed to be president? Well, we've talked about this time and time again. It was supposed to be either Hillary Clinton or Jeb Bush. Why? Well, because that was a train that had to keep rolling. You went from Clinton to Bush to Obama, which there's there's a lot of stories and a lot of stuff I've seen of recent that Obama is a is a relative of the Cheneys and the Bushes. It's some fucked up shit. If you dig deep enough, you can really find some crazy shit. Um so Clinton, Bush, well shit. Bush, Clinton, Bush, Obama, cousin, or I think he's a third cousin or the his daddy was I it's there's there's lineage there. Let's just put it that way. I hell I didn't even know that Cheney was related to the Bushes. Which kind of gives you light on why Liz Cheney is doing the things she's doing as a quote unquote Republican. Because it's not about Republican. It's about the name. Okay? Um, and then they had the great interrupter. Right? Trump. And, you know, Chris and I have had this discussion time and time again. Well, maybe Trump's just a different bad guy. Okay, maybe he is. But he's different from the lineage of bad guys we've had for the past, <laughs> since when did Bush, Daddy Bush, 88? You know? Think about it. And I'm not even saying it started with, with uh, George H.W. I'm talking about this this isn't this isn't new. I think once the key players were put in place, you know, you had Bush, Daddy Bush, four years, Clinton, eight. And then when Clinton or when uh, Clinton was done, you had Gore, Bush run, Bush won. There was some shenanigans there. But it was a situation where Bush had to win. He had to be in there. He was part of the lineage. Obama, an unknown, essentially. I mean, shit, that's why I voted for him. I'll be honest with you. I was like, shit, this guy's talking all the right stuff. He's he's young. He's he. I don't care. He's a Democrat. He's saying all the right things. I got. I was fooled. He was a good actor. Um. Let me read on to this, and I'm going to get into more shenanigans of, of the Trump situation here. So Project uh, Lithium is a sober but significant experimental upgrade to the financial plumbing. Not crypto, exactly. Even if that is somehow the technology made its debut, DTCC measures the, its daily flow of security transactions in the trillions. It is uh, custodians $90 trillion in securities, and is very much inside the regulatory parameter in other words, Pro, uh, Project Lithium joins a group of not exact crypto experiments by the big commercial banks and such a banks. DTCC staff surely have their hands full monitoring two quadrillion annual uh, two, two quadrillion dollar annual flow of security transactions. If they are willing to spend time on the prototype, they must have a specific benefit in mind. The press relief points to DTCC's delivery versus payment service. And so this post looks like DVP and what Project Lithium hopes to achieve. The underlying problem, trade credit. DVP solves a special case of problems that arise in all exchanges. 
not just in capital markets. Any transaction can be thought of in three basic steps. Two parties must agree on the terms. The buyer must make the payment. The seller must deliver the item being sold. Our, our, uh, agreement <clears throat> cannot easily come after payment or after delivery, but otherwise the sequen uh, sequence is flexible. Um, delivery versus payment. I, I might, I'll probably put this article in the show notes. You guys can read it because it is, it is a little lengthy for me to keep reading. Um, but this is basically what it boils down to. This is a way to track payments or I mean, sorry, track purchases. Um, and not only purchases, but sellers. So like if I want to sell a gun, okay, so think about it like this. Nowadays, at least in Florida, I don't know how it might be in the state you live in, but in, in the state of Florida, if I want to sell a gun to Chris, let's just say, we're not family, I know him, so I could, theoretically, I can sell a gun to anybody I want. Now, granted, I personally would not sell a gun to somebody I don't know. Now, but in the state of Florida, I can. Um, the CYA in this situation would be to make sure I get that person's driver's license, maybe make a copy of it, write, uh, you can print out bill of sale, write that up, serial number, date of, you know, of purchase, of selling, whatever, um, and so on and so forth. Um, I personally wouldn't do that to a person I don't know, but I would do that like to Chris or like a family member or something like that. But um, point being is, in in this theory, those transactions can never take place. <laughs> I would never be able to sell a gun to Chris. Chris would never be able to sell a gun to me. I wouldn't be. There wouldn't be no thing. There would be no such thing as gun shows. There would be you. Probably wouldn't be very much things as gun shops. You wouldn't be able to buy ammo. That's the things we talk about when I say get prepared. You know, if you if you have a gun, buy some ammo. If you don't have a gun, you might want to buy one or two and buy some ammo. Do these things now because <laughs> when this takes place is the question mark. When, not if, but when. Will it be this year, next year, 25? It's coming. It's coming. And they're going to ease you into it. Okay? And then it'll be a card, then it'll be a chip, and then whatever. But, um, you know, there's very there's a lot of people now. I think I, I remember hearing the date of sometime in December of this year. But then we're looking at possibly early next year of this starting to roll out. Um, the interesting thing is, <laughs> is, um, it's an executive order. Okay. Which is why going back to Trump now, I, I, going back to Trump and Mar-a-Lago and everything that's going on with that. Um, I've been saying this since January 6th crap started not since January 6th necessarily but since the the fallout from January 6th and then the J6 committees and these people being arrested and really you haven't heard much about January 6th lately 
if you think about it. Now, as far as I know, that committee's still in session, but you really haven't heard much about it. Why? Because it's falling apart. It's not, it's not getting the results that, quote-unquote, they want. So what do you do now? Well, you got to go to another, another extreme. So now they do what they did in Mar-a-Lago. And we don't know what the fuck's going on with that. You're hearing all sorts of different shit. Oh, he had nuclear codes. He had this. He had that. Now theory being floated is that he had he had uh, declassified all the Russian collusion bullshit that was thrown against him while he was president. So he he declassified all those documents so he could know what actually happened and maybe mount a defense or possibly even an offense. They can't have this guy be president. Why? He already put him in a four-year delay. That's why they had to unleash COVID on everybody. Okay? Would COVID have... I mean, that's a good question to ask. Would we have had COVID if Hillary Clinton was president? Not that she was going to stop it. But they wouldn't have needed... They wouldn't have needed to unleash COVID on the world. You see what I'm saying? They had to stop Trump because it was going to get bad for them. Why are they doing the things they're doing now? Because they can't have him be president. To the, to the second war, and the man hasn't even said he was going to run. But they're even hedging their bets and going after DeSantis now. Because he's basically Trump just, you know, 20 or so, 30 years younger. And... um. They're, they're digging. They're going through all his shit. You know, he's he's claiming they've gone through his uh, attorney-client stuff. They're looking for a crime. And I personally don't think they care to convict him and put him in prison. I don't think that's their goal. They don't necessarily care about that. I'm sure there's, if you go on Twitter, there's plenty of people on Twitter that I'd give two, shit, two shits about because most of the people on Twitter that get on there and say, oh, Trump this and DeSantis that and blah, blah, blah. They don't even have a profile pic. They don't have a name. They don't have, you know, it's like, fuck these people. They're just keyboard tough guys sitting in a mama's basement. I give two shits about these people. But those people will be on there saying, oh, he needs to go to prison. He's, he needs to hang for treason. He needs this and he needs that. But when it comes down to it, I don't think that the, the people that matter care that he goes to prison or gets hung for treason or anything like that. I don't think they care about that. That's not their objective. Their objective is for him to not be president. They got to besmirch his name because he's still fiery enough and about his wits to run and probably be effective as president. If he doesn't run or is unable to run via court cases or whatever, four years down the road, he's, you know, now you're talking he's like 80 or so. You know, he won't run at that point. I can't imagine. So it's it's almost a now or never thing. And the fact that he hasn't announced leads me to believe that maybe he's not going to run and he's just kind of doing what he's doing to get these people riled up. But like I said, I, I don't think it's going to make a difference because you're going to have DeSantis run. And I would say if he keeps doing the things he's doing, he'll win. But um, they can't have that. That's why they're looking 
They Biden's falling apart. They don't. He's not going to be your president in 24. Whether Trump, DeSantis, whoever, Biden will not be president in 2024. Mark my words. Now, I'm not saying that Donald Trump is going to be president or Ron DeSantis is going to be president, but I can tell you who isn't going to be president, and that's Joe Biden. Not that he's going to die or he's going to get a... I'm not saying anything like that. He will not run or be able to run for president. You'll be lucky if he makes it through his whole term. Not Like I said, not wishing ill will or bad things to happen, but look at the man himself. If he makes it his full four years, it'll be a miracle, number one. But like I said, I think you'll see a situation where he's going to fade. He's going to be much like FDR. Granted, FDR did sixteen year, almost 16 years. But it's going to be the same situation where he's going to fade at the end of that last year and not be able to run. Because if he was going to run and, and the they was confident that he was going to run and be your president, you wouldn't hear anything about anybody else democratically running. You wouldn't hear anything about Kamala or Buddha Judge or Cheney now running. Was Cheney going to run as an independent? She's not going to be able to. She couldn't win her own fucking Senate seat. Now, granted, she come out saying, well, Abraham Lincoln, well, I'm sorry, you're not fucking Abraham Lincoln. The only reason your name is even relevant is because you're dad. And the only reason you're even being propped up in this situation is because you're Cheney. That means you're in the lineage. You're part of the group. Will she run as an independent? Will she switch parties? Don't know. Don't care. Can't imagine that she would win either way. But I can see her running. And it very well could be a situation where the, the uh, Democrats are tied. They might convince her to change parties because it doesn't really matter. Um, I think the only thing, only difference there would be is if Hillary ran again. But just know this. Executive Order 14067 is not good. But it is an executive order. So if this is not implemented within the next two years, I would hope that if... um. Trump or DeSantis or whoever the president is, assuming it's not part of the group, that they do what Biden did when he took office and reverse all of his executive orders. Um, I'll say this about that. Whoever that person is, if it is uh, Trump or DeSantis, uh, if they come in and do the same thing as as Biden and sign and overturn all of his uh, executive orders, this one in particular, but also like the the pipeline and the drilling and all the other bullshit that's been kind of put us in this position that we're in, that person is going to be a hero. And I've said it on here time and time again, if Biden would just reverse his own executive orders, he'd look like a hero. You know, not this bullshit where gas went down like a dollar and they're touting, they're patting yourself on the back like, look at that, look at that, they went down a dollar, you're saving a hundred dollars a month. Yeah, but we're paying a dollar more than we were last year, and, and gas was high then, you know. So it's not you know, we're not saving shit, but whatever. I guess let them take their small victories, right? Anywho, I hope this was interesting for you. 
the deep dive into Executive Order 14067. I did have one other thing, and I think what I'm going to do here is I'm going to play this, this video here. Okay, and I'll pause this before it starts playing. Um, it's about two minutes long. Now, <laughs> and this will be a tease. I'll play this video. I'm going to end the show, and this will be something I talk about on Friday. Okay? And I'm going to play the video, and if you don't recognize the voices, I'll tell you who they were and why it's important. I think we're being run by maniacs. If, if anybody can put on paper what our government and the American government, etc., and the Russian, Chinese, what they are actually trying to do, you know, I think they're all insane. You know, but I'm liable to be put away as insane for expressing that. You know, that's what's insane about it. I mean, don't you agree? All right. <clears throat> that was John Lennon, 1978. You heard what he said. I'd be liable to put away insane. No, they killed you. Next, next part of the video. For well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silent, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. President Kennedy has been assassinated. It's official now. <clears throat> so... That's Kennedy, obviously, right? You heard what he said. And it, and it goes on and on. You have... <laughs> he said what he said, what happened? A year later, shot in the head by a lone gunman, allegedly. Uh, if you go back to Detom Files, JFK, you'll hear differently. But it goes further <clears throat> into this. And, and this is where I'm going to end it. John Lennon, you heard what he said. Killed. JFK, you heard what he said killed. Isaac Cappy. If you don't know who that is, look it up. Said a lot of things about pedophilia in Hollywood. Dead. John McAvee. <laughs> new, new information on John, Mac John McAvee, but prior to the new information, he said th some things about the government and about the... Uh, tech giants surveilling and spying and this, that, and the other thing, uh, then he was, you know, I'm going to throw up the quotes, quote-unquote, killed. Now, recent developments have came out saying that maybe he faked his death. We don't know that to be fact, but that's something to talk about. John McAfee, if you don't know, created McAfee um, spyware, you know, to, to like Norton and whatever. But, um... And the list goes on. 
you know, and, and it's not just political people. John Lennon, singer, right? If you don't know who he is, shame on you. <laughs> Isaac Cappy, actor. Uh, Chester Benningcourt, um, Chris Cornell, right? They were now, the theory has that Chester Benningcourt was a, uh, I think it's Benningcourt, Benningfield, Benningcourt, I don't know. The lead singer from, uh, fuck. Oh, uh, shit. Chris is going to kick my ass on this one. But he was, he com- quote unquote committed suicide. Same with Chris Cornell from, um, Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm batting a thousand on fucking band names right now. And usually I'm pretty good at this, but you know who these people are. Um, both committed quote unquote suicide. Both were actually working on documentaries about child trafficking. Uh, and then Chester supposedly or allegedly is the illegitimate son of John Podesta. Truth, maybe, I don't know. But <laughs> you look at the pictures side by side, it, I would say probably, yeah, but nonetheless. Um, <clears throat> freaking Anthony Bourdain. You have people coming out talking about stuff that they're not supposed to be talking. I mean, they are supposed to be talking about it, but they're not supposed to be talking about it. And more recently, what just happened... Like a week or so ago, right? And H, right? Drunken mess, driving 100 miles an hour through the through the uh, neighborhood there. You know, runs and rams a house, catches on fire. Conveniently enough, the only person to die in a fiery crash into a house that was unoccupied. Is that convenient? Coincidence? I don't know. But you can go back and watch videos of that situation. And there's a like a helicopter video of, of the, the paramedics or whatever bringing her out on a stretcher. She's covered. She pops up. Just before the, the, they put the stretcher in the uh, ambulance, she pops up. Now, if you watch this video and you look, this is a person that supposedly was burnt to a crisp in a car fire to the point where... The witness, which I'd be curious to know the background of this witness, tried to <laughs> supposedly witness this this situation happen, ran up to her to help her, you know, whatever. And the car was such engulfed in flames that he felt that she was already dead and there was no saving her. Okay. Okay, well... Let's assume this dude has nothing to do with anything and he's just a random guy. It is within his right to not help somebody. Um, but the video evidence of her being taken out of said car to the ambulance would, would paint a different picture of her being uh, burnt alive in a car. And why do I say that? When she pops up out of the sheet just prior to the paramedic or fireman or whatever he was, forcing her back down, she doesn't appear to be burnt to a crisp. And I guess if nothing else, she has hair on her head. Now, I don't know if you, any of y'all listen to this, man or woman, if you're a woman, you've curled or straightened your hair, you can fry your hair pretty quickly and that thing only gets so hot you know, if you're a man and you've grilled out, you know, I, I shouldn't shouldn't denigrate it down just men grilling out, but for the most part, whatever. 
and you you burnt the hair on your arms or whatever. It doesn't take much to burn that shit off. If this lady <laughs> rammed a car into a house and there was a grand explosion and she sat in this car while it was burning, how does she still have fucking hair on her head? Okay? Um, Chris sent me a video about... Um, the CIA being able to manipulate cars to take over the computers of the cars. And I was like, well, I don't think she was driving a Tesla. But then you think about it, since 1980, most of your cars are electronic. Um, and more currently, obviously, she was a, she was richer than me. Most of us probably listening to this. Not that she was a you know billionaire or whatever, but I'm sure she wasn't a driving a 78 Gremlin. So she was probably driving a, 2000 and something, <laughs> right? I don't know exactly what she was driving, but surely it was a newer vehicle. Could it have been manipulated? You had the uh, congressperson from uh, Pennsylvania just recently you know, died. She was involved in turning over stuff against the government. Ann H. Was, just did the documentary on, what was it, floor, door 13, floor 13, I can't remember, but it was a uh, documentary about human trafficking. <sighs> There's a lot of things going on, and we think, and then they try to besmirch, you know, oh, look, she fell off the wagon. She was probably drinking. She was on a podcast. Da, da. Well, you listen to that podcast, and she wasn't drunk, but they're going to tell you she was. You know, the uh, Chris Cornell, Chester, Chester Benningfield, oh, they, they, were miserable and they killed themselves. Uh, I think Anthony Bourdain also committed suicide. You know, that, that's like the the calling card of <laughs> of the they. I guess is a good way to put it. Used to be they just kill you, they just shoot you. You know, I.E. Uh, JFK and Lenin and you know tried to do that to Reagan. Now they you just kill yourself. <laughs> See Epstein and the other names I've mentioned so far. It just gets you to the point anymore where when you see some of these people, like I would like to know if Robin Williams was involved in anything. Was he talking to people? Was he about to come out with something? And then he kills himself. And it's ironic because he, if you recall, I can't, re it just dawned on me, I can't think of the name of the movie, but he did a movie back a while back where, uh, I think his wife killed herself in the movie. And then either either his wife died and he killed himself or vice versa. I can't remember what it was. But she was stuck in purgatory. And he was trying to get her out, but he, she couldn't because she committed suicide. Da, da, da. And then, you know, like 10 years later, he quote-unquote commits suicide. I don't know. It makes you wonder. It's like <laughs> I used to watch the X-Files. And what was their tagline? You know, believe, believe nothing or something like that. <laughs> I believe nothing. I believe that's true. All right. So I'll get more into depth of, of these people, Lennon, Kennedy, Cappy, these situations. I think that'll be something to deep dive into on Friday where we find out what, what does it matter? Who's John Lennon? What does it care if he says what he says? Well... Anyway, that's something we'll get into on Friday. I could keep talking about it, but nonetheless. All right, guys. So with that being said, it is Wednesday, 
August 24, 2022. Please make sure whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, if you give us a review, a rating, if that podcast app allows it, preferably a five-star. And most importantly, share this with your friends. Also, subscribe to the show. That's really the best rating you can give us is, is if you subscribe. Whatever podcast app you're listening to, just follow the show. Subscribe. It doesn't cost you anything. You're already listening to it. It doesn't cost you anything. And then uh, follow us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, and the Ticker Talker at Don't Tread on America. Um, Twitter, DTOM underscore 1775. If you want to follow me, on Twitter, it's PCGC underscore 1775. And uh, the website, don't com. All right, um, Like I said, guys, TikTok, it's funny. I just post drink videos. I just did one Monday. If you guys listened to the Monday show, it was a cinnamon old-fashioned, smoked, I should say, smoked cinnamon old-fashioned. Very good. Check out the video if you want to know how to make it and other drinks that we have done and if you have any suggestions for us to make drinks, please hit us up at one of those uh, social media situations and give us some ideas, man. Come on. I've got about, mm, I don't know, six, eight, something like that in the hopper. Uh, we did get one from a, a listener, a loyal listener. Uh, so I don't know. We're probably going to start doing some different things. But on that note, we also did promise the wives after our last DTOM files that we would not drink as much because we were, we were in pretty bad shape last time. <laughs> but anyway, you guys have a great day, and I will talk to you again on Friday. Also, just one quick note if you haven't quit listening. Hopefully you still are. Uh, Saturday on the, what's that, the 27th, I'm going, I think, I'm pretty sure, I'm going to go ahead and do a live Facebook Saturday Night Live with your host, PCGC. Wife's got to work. I don't have anything else to do on a Saturday night, so guess what? You're welcome. I'm going to be here with y'all. So uh, the best way to find that out, number one, and to watch it, if you want to see this beautiful, pretty mug, is uh, follow us on the Facebook there at Don't Tread on America. And look for the alerts. I'll post it probably tomorrow. And uh, that way you guys can get prepared. It'll probably be about 7 o'clock in the evening. You know, take the wife out to dinner. Have a drink or two. Come home. Put on the D-Tom Saturday Night Live show and enjoy it with your family and friends. All right, guys. With that being said, it is Wednesday. I'll talk to you again on Friday. Have a great day. And, uh... Yeah, talk to you later.